Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Couch, a sports podcast. Unfortunately, Jordan could not join us today. He's either, we've narrowed it down to, uh, he's either putting, practicing his putting stroke in yep. his room, eating McDonald's. McDonald's, or watching Netflix. Or he's um, sick from eating McDonald's previously. Sick from eating McDonald's and can't make his way to yeah. the bedroom to record this podcast. So yeah. that's where Jordan is. It's a little Butts and Mac show today. Yes, uh, sir. Excited to recap last week. This week has been uh, crazy, crazy busy for us uh, with school. We're still, we are still students at the end of the day, but uh, part-time professional podcasters on the side. Yep. But um, let's uh, recap. Let's always, let's start the show uh, how we usually do with recapping betting from last week. Max, uh, how'd you do? Dude, I've been waiting to tell you about this all week. I went four and two in college. Um, and then I, I broke even in NFL two and two. I'm fucking happy. Um, just recap the wins real quick. The Wake Forest spread that I gave out at the end lost. Um, Wake Forest ended up losing, and even though they were favorite, Tennessee, we'll get into them, I'm sure, later. Uh, painful, painful loss. Mm-hmm. I, I took their spread. <laughs> I took the LSU spread, though. I think we both took that. Um, and then we both took Notre Dame spread and I took the Kansas money line and that hit. And I think we went head to head on that one. It was okay. State versus Kansas. So, um, that one, that one, like, uh, overall pretty solid week, um, made up for how devastated I was about that fucking horrific Tennessee game. But yeah, that was, that was a mess of a game. Uh, I, I did pretty well. I think my card went seven and eight that I gave out, but we were at Penn state. Last weekend yeah, for a club basketball tournament, which was a blast, but yeah. did not have a lot of time to focus on gambling and get the picks in. So, so you saw okay. Penn State hockey, correct? I did. I did. We saw Penn State play Michigan. Yes, dude. So that was one of the I'm I don't know if you knew this, but I'm a huge college hockey fan. I watch okay. all of I watch all of the UNH men's hockey team. Right now we're not that great. I think we have like three wins, but they have five NFL draft picks on their team. UNH does. Penn State hockey is and Michigan are both ranked right now, I believe. Yeah, so, they were. Um, Michigan was one, and Penn State was, I believe, thirteen. But wait for this fucking story. So we're there, right? And we sat through. First off, they don't serve booze in the stadium, yeah. which I thought was ridiculous. We I thought know. like we went with the whole team, think it was going to be a great time. No booze, stunk, <laughs> totally killed the <laughs> Hell vibe. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. On top of that, the first three periods, Penn State or the first two periods, Penn State doesn't score. Yep. So it's like three nothing. Midway through the just over midway through the third period, we're all like, "All right, let's get the hell out of here. Let's go back to the hotel. You know, just switch up the plan up for it." Yeah, we walk out. We call the Ubers. We walk out of the arena. Penn State scores three goals in two fucking minutes to force overtime. They lost yep. in overtime, but I can't imagine what that place was like. Dude, when they scored yeah. three goals in a row. It was ridiculous. But uh, I can't let's imagine get back either. to the gambling. It was crazy. Yeah. But get, but to get back to the gambling, I didn't get all of my picks in, so I kind of had a modified card this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually killed it on the second half of Saturday. Um, I actually hit six straight bets, which was Holy. ridiculous. Yeah. Holy. I hit Texas minus three, LSU plus 13 and a half, Notre Dame plus four, Michigan minus 26. And they were like losing to Rutgers at one point. Yeah. And then just decided to you know, fucking Thanos snap the finger and go crazy. Uh, and then I had South Carolina minus six and a half and then Florida state minus seven and a half. So it was a very productive, uh, back half of Saturday. Sunday was uh, pretty much a break even day. A lot of my bets looked good. A few of them crumbled late, but, uh, that's gambling. But, um, moving on to this week, we have a very, very, very exciting card again for you guys. Max, Real quick. Yes. Sorry. Uh, welcome to the do not bet list. LA Rams, go fuck Ooh. yourself. Uh, you guys yeah. fucked me. Um, 
for the Rams. So I hit for NFL. I missed on the Rams money line, missed on the Falcons money line. And I had, I hit on the Lions money line and the Seahawks money line. Jordan and I went head to head on that one. Um, I had a three-way parlay of uh, Lions money line, Seahawks money line, and Rams money line. That was like plus 1100 something. And of course the Rams completely fucked me in a fully winnable game. So welcome to the so fucking so uh, do not bet list. For the people at home, when we went over this in the podcast, I said, do you want to give the people the points for the parlay? Yes. And I said, did I say you no? Said no. Or did I you say, no, you said yes. Said you no. said yes. You said you'd give the people the points for the Got parlay, it. but you were going to bet the money line. Yes, and exactly. And the parlay pushed. I think my lock was, Jordan's lock was Arizona. And by the way, I think he ended up flipping and betting Seattle. He did. By the he time Sunday came. I texted him. Yep. Yeah. And then I think my lock was, um, was the Bengals, who absolutely demolished the Panthers, who played tonight yep. as well. This is uh, time recording this. It's Thursday, November 10th. But, Max, we have some big, big games this week in college yes, football. Yes, we do. Some big games that can really decide the futures of a lot of teams. Uh, let's start with one of the biggest ones, Alabama at Mississippi. Alabama minus 11.5 over under 65. Alabama's ranked ninth now after losing to LSU. Mississippi coming in uh, as ranked 11th in the country with a better record than Alabama. But, I mean, I think I'm going to no take way. the points here. I'm taking I was going to say – I was gonna, I'm going to tell you Alabama points right here. Um, no fucking way. I, well, of course now it's going to happen because I've put such a big statement on it. But dude, I would be completely shocked if Bama does not win and does not win handedly. Oh, oh, you think they're? Oh, I'm taking Mississippi. Oh, really? All right. Well, let's. I'm get taking. Into it. I'm taking Mississippi plus eleven and a half because I don't think Bama's that good. I think it's another one of those games where I really like the spot for this team. Uh, Mississippi's offense isn't as explosive as it was last year. Um, they were all like almost a guaranteed 40 plus point team per a week, but playing Alabama uh, coming off of a loss, everyone has expected Bama to kind of flip a switch and mm-hmm. we haven't seen that switch yet. 11 and a half is a lot of points, especially at Mississippi. Uh, it's an, an afternoon game. The place is going to be absolutely rocking something about these sec games. Uh, just, just, you know, when it's in a spot yeah. where a home team has a lot of points, I just I feel comfortable taking the points. Well, what you got to watch out for is uh, I believe. Yeah. Quinn Quinshawn Judkins for uh, Mississippi. This dude's got 13 touchdowns, 180 carries a uh, thousand yards already. He's been a um, menace. Yes. And Jack, I'm not super high on Jackson Dart. He's only got 14 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Don't love him either. I don't love yeah. him either. This is an Ole Miss team that runs the ball really well. And you're going to be looking at. Will Anderson, I think he's going to be able to just completely eat up this offensive line of uh, Mississippi and kind of stifle the run. And because of that, and I also we know how Nick Saban works. We know how Bryce Young work like because let's let's be real here. LSU only won because um, Kelly has the biggest balls in the world. Like he went for that two point conversion to go for the win. Um, yep. I think if that went to OT like Alabama had. Most of the momentum um, LSU wasn't scoring until that last drive because of that. I think like obviously Alabama should have beat that LSU team, but LSU is also a much bigger building than the Ole Miss building. I checked this out. That's true too. Um, yep. And Ole Miss, I think like I own, I think they only have like 90,000, which is still a ton, but like compared to Tennessee and compared to uh, LSU, that's like 10,000 less people. Um, if my numbers are right about the Ole Miss building, Um Regardless, though, Bryson Young, I'm really high on him. He's really poised. He's a great quarterback. He's better than Dart. Um, I think that Alabama can stop this run game, and I think that they're going to be looking 
this, let's put it this way. Ole Miss has nothing to lose. Alabama has everything to lose. And I think like their backs against the wall, dude. The crazy thing is it. Bama is still in this somehow, right? Yeah. They have two losses and they are still in the conversation for the college football playoff, which is ridiculous, but it's the truth. I don't know if it's Alabama bias or if that's just like college football how playoff is fucked. I don't understand. Yeah, it. I hate it. Uh, I hate it because honestly, like the first, what do you have? Three weeks left for the regular season. Like, yeah. And they started doing the playoff like two weeks ago. Like those rankings don't matter until the final week anyway. So it's like, exactly. you have TCU at four and it's like, is TCU really the fourth best team in the country? Yeah, absolutely not. Um, But I just think 11 and a half is a lot of points. Um, I think Mississippi is a, pretty good football team the run game has been really really good this year uh, i don't know if they'll i think they'll really try to slow this game down against alabama and prevent alabama's offense from going absolutely ballistic because mississippi does not have the throwing power that they had last year so i i just think 11 and a half is too much uh yeah Alabama's gonna win obviously but i just i don't think mississippi has a chance to win this game i just think that 11 and a half is too many points and that may be fair my thing is i think so I'm just going to run through the Ole Miss, like, who they played. Okay, they start off the season, win against Troy, win against Central Arkansas. They beat a Georgia Tech team that ended up, you know, firing their AD, firing their coach, completely getting, uh, what's it called? F- firing the house? What's that called? Clearing house? Something Clear, like clearing that. Clearing house, yeah. There you go. They beat Tulsa team. They beat a Kentucky team that was injured. I believe Will Levis was out for that game. I could be wrong. They beat Vanderbilt. They beat an, a horrific Auburn team who ends up firing their coach. They lost to LSU. And then they beat a beat up Texas A&M team uh, last Saturday who, or no, sorry, a couple Saturdays ago. And um, yeah, obviously that Texas A&M team is very disappointing. Um, They have not faced a monster like Alabama yet, even though it's weird to say, call them a monster when they have two losses, but that Alabama lost to two teams. Like LSU wasn't a very solid team, but they barely inked out that win. I think that I really do think that um, Alabama can stop this run of Ole Miss, and that's how they score the majority of their points. So, I mean, I understand where you're coming from. Like, you're just bet. Like, you're looking at like what's you're looking at what's actually happening. Yeah. Again, I'm kind of looking at the spot like I did last yeah. week with LSU. It was kind of like I didn't love LSU's football team, and they still found a way to get it done without kind yeah. of any hat, like without having any kind of crazy identity or explosiveness True. or. Um, like I just said, identity about themselves uh, that, I mean, at least, at least Mississippi has some kind of direction with where they're going, uh, being able to run the ball. But um, let's move on to the next game with a t- fourth ranked TCU going to Texas. Texas is minus seven here. Um, TCU is not a no. They've had a great season. Texas six and three, but um, arguably the best six and three team in the nation, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So uh, Saturday night, seven thirty, Texas, Minus seven over under sixty five. I'm going Texas. Me too. I'm going Texas um, minus seven. Yeah, me too. Uh, Quinn Ewers was out for a couple of those games, and that's why they're six and three. That's Correct. really about it. Uh, Quinn Ewers, one of my favorite quarterbacks, other than Hooker, of course, um, in the nation. This I guy, agree. this guy's arm strength is incredible. Um, yeah, he was just, literally the whole reason Texas um, ha- is six and three is because um, he got injured, and that's about it. Yep. Um, their running back has. Over a thousand yards, Bijan Robinson. Is he playing? I saw him snap his neck in half. Did you see that play? I did not see that play. Dude, he look Jesus. um look it up. He basically um tried to jump over a guy and then he got hit in the back and literally snapped his neck. And I don't understand what exact like how exactly he survived that. But um it was 
it was horrific. I just sent you, I just sent you the video. Um, it was honestly one of the most horrific, uh, injuries I've ever seen. And I'll keep talking through this game while I just send it over to you. I want you to live react to this on the pod, dude, because it's literally one of the most horrific injuries I've ever seen, um, in football. And he's playing before before we watch this, before I watch this, uh, let's talk about again, we're big, we're big, uh, ambiance, uh, kind of vibe podcast over here. We talk about, uh, how stadium has, how big stadiums have an impact on games like this. Texas will have 105, close to 105,000 people at that game. Um, I just read this stat. Oh, come on. I might be able to find it now. Uh, TCU hasn't played a road game crowd of over 50,000. Texas will have almost 105,000. So that is a major, major, major key point that can't go overlooked. Uh, Texas, and, you know, we saw what it did to Alabama. It was just loud. It was fucking hectic. You couldn't hear shit. And Ewers was out. And they still managed to only lose by two. So I think that the combination of Ewers being healthy and this crowd is just going to propel Texas to the oh, next yeah. level. That, I think that they're the best six and three team in the nation. I agree. That's a whole new level of loud. Um, The guy, the analyst, one of the guys. Uh, oh, oh, God. Yeah. Is that oh, awful? Jesus Christ. I, oh, I don't my know God. If he's actually playing. I don't know. It just says like it says season lead. Oh, maybe he's scorpion. He's scorpion. Oh, yeah. He broke his fucking neck, dude. I'm, I'm I oh. cannot believe. I don't know if he's playing or not, so don't don't uh, quote oh, me on that. But isn't anyway, that the worst I, I trust, thing you've ever I trust seen? Ewers, I trust Ewers to cover the seven, even without the running oh, back. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And um, the reason the reason um they were relying so much on Bijan Robinson was because Ewers was out. Ewers has this crazy arm strength. Um, like I said, and talent, he, dude. Yeah, he's so talented. He's just so poised as well. Um. I'm just a huge fan of him. He's a freshman too, so he, we're going to be with him for a while. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, when Tennessee was playing Bama, I forget who it was, but he was talking about how one of the analysts he came to uh, Tennessee when there he came go. to. Okay, where did it cut off? Sorry. You're good. Just keep going. Just keep going. Okay. We'll just keep this. When, when he, good. yeah, sorry, my mic got fucked up. When he came to Tennessee to play against us a while ago, um, he was saying that the center was holding the ball to snap it and he turned around to him and said holy fuck the ball's moving and Tennessee has I believe 4,000 less um, seats than that Texas crowd like TCU is not going to be ready for this I think I totally love uh, the spread here for sure um, I think Texas is going to have a big night and if we're looking at player props bet the over on Quinn Ewers especially with Robinson yeah, on I'm not a big uh, college football player prop guy but there you yeah. go. We have our. I think we have our first one. That might be our first. Dude, I mean, with with their main running back on, it seems to me like they're going to be doing a lot of passes. I don't know if he's actually playing, but dude, you saw that injury. There's no way he can play That's after that. Not good. Let's talk about one more game before we move on to the NFL. Um, we have a big one in. Oh Jesus, where is it? I just lost it. Oh my God, Georgia Mississippi State. Yeah, Georgia nine and zero minus sixteen going to Mississippi State six and three. Again, one of these SEC games where uh, the you know really highly ranked teams going into a place where uh, they're expected to win by a million. Uh, Georgia's obviously pretty heavy favorite in this game at minus sixteen, but I I don't know how you bet against Georgia at this point. Mississippi State, although I love Leach, he's one of my favorite fucking coaches. His quote last weekend about um, his players being too focused on fat girls and eating fish sandwiches. Um, then playing really just got me good. Um, although I love him, 
um, Mississippi State is one of the weakest six and three teams in the FBS. If you look at their schedule, they played Memphis. Arizona was a win. They lost to LSU, a bad LSU team. This was a third week into the season when like players were still, you know, deleting LSU out of their bio, stuff like that. They beat Bowling Green. They beat Texas A&M, who obviously we talked about them. They beat Arkansas, who again, um, Arkansas has been struggling and they're going to continue to struggle. They're three and three and they just got two players arrested. Um, they beat, they lost to Kentucky, who's not a solid team. I mean, they're, I mean, Kentucky's an all right team, but like, all right. Yeah, they're, they're all right. Um, they also beat obviously a terrible Auburn team. That's, that's who they've beat. Their best team out of that, I guess, is that they beat, I guess, would maybe be either Kentucky or Texas A&M. Um, those aren't really like great wins. I, I don't see any situation here where even though they're at home, Georgia's going to get this done handedly. Georgia's the best team in college football right now. They are, and they just proved it uh, last week against Tennessee. Their defense is yeah. for real. Uh, if you had any questions about their defense, I think they've been answered. Um, that was their offense the looks- worst game I've ever seen. Tennessee. That was the that was my freshman year. We had a coach by the name of Jeremy Pruitt. I don't know if you knew about him. He was horrific. I think we won like three or five games my first year here in Tennessee, and that reminded me of that. Um, Tennessee looked terrible, and a lot of it was obviously Georgia's defense. I've never seen an explosive offense like that just get so stunted yep. uh, in a matter of literally one game. So I this Georgia team is legit. They're the best team in the country, and I don't really think that's close. I'm still trying to figure out these Big Ten teams with Michigan and Ohio State. we got to try to figure out what's going on there. Um, we'll see when they play next week or in two weeks, I think, uh, that that game is coming up. That'll be yeah. the biggest one of the biggest games of the season. But I, I got to go Georgia here. Georgia just looks that good. Um I don't think there's even much more to say. Georgia's just the best team in the country, and it's not relatively close at the yeah. moment. It's two weeks. Two weeks. Um, the week of I think it's the Thanksgiving week. Uh, the, November twenty sixth. By the way, quick side note: we're done with college football gambling, but Feast Week is the greatest week. Oh. That like week of Thanksgiving is the greatest week in it's sports. College basketball everywhere. NFL. NFL, NBA, fucking college football, NHL. I mean, it's. I think we'll have the World Cup too. Will we have the I World Cup? Little, then? I, I even think a little UFC. Honestly, I could be wrong. Oh about my that, god! I, I mean, it is the greatest time of the year to just hang out with family and friends and oh, get drunk in sports. Stuff bet. yourself. Like, there's just yeah. nothing better. Just Dude, nothing and better. I'll be I'll be home in New Hampshire, butts, and we can do an in person pod. I my girlfriend will be out of town, so Perfect. you know I'll have. There you go. I I'll be able to. I'll be free free ranging for the weekend. I'll be you know just hanging out with the boys. No, we um, should we should yeah, do a awesome. uh, live, we should do a pod while watching a game. I you know, love kind of do like a little little pod with a little live reaction. So great stay idea tuned for that. Um, yeah. We'll be probably cranking out a lot of content during that week when we're all home together. Oh, yeah. So looking forward to that. Let's move on to some NFL picks for this upcoming week. Yep. Um, better slate than year, weeks past. We've had some really big spreads in the past couple of weeks. Let's talk about. Uh, actually, I'm just going to give my first pick. I'm going to go with the Titans minus three against the Broncos. Uh, The Titans almost just beat the Chiefs, and I don't think this is any kind of way recency bias. I think the Tennessee Titans are a very, very well-coached team. Derrick Henry is obviously unbelievable. I don't know if Ryan Tannehill will be back. I think he's on the fence this week. Uh, I think he was questionable and got downgraded to doubtful last week and then eventually out. But if Ryan Tannehill comes back this week, I think the Titans are actually – very, very good football team, five and three. Vrabel's an unbelievable head coach. 
So I'm going to go with the Titans minus three against Denver, who I don't think will ever figure it out uh, throughout the rest of the season. Denver's so fun to bet against. And also Malik uh, is pretty good. So, I mean, like, no, he's not. He's all right. He's all right. No, he's he's not good. Max, he's not good. It's early. Um, Did you you watch the game? No, I'll be honest with you. He went five of 16 for 80 yards and three sacks. Let's go. All right. Never mind. That's an under 50 QBR. I don't think he, he didn't have he didn't have a receiver catch a pass. It was all, all right. running backs oh, it was all and Derek tight Henry. ends. Yeah. It was running backs and tight ends. All right, take that back. Um <laughs> I just uh I don't even know where that came from then, I guess. Um tell me why You just want to like him. You want to like him. That's I want to like him. I wanted him to be my quarterback instead of Kenny Pickett, which at this point is it a wash? Like we couldn't even we can't even tell who's better at this point. You can't. I mean, I, I think Kenny Pickett has a little more promise cuz all the other guy did is just run backwards. All Malik Willis did was just run backwards and get sacked. So, yeah. I mean, and go Who six knows. of fifteen. Yeah. Um. Tell me why it was a bad idea to take Atlanta plus or minus three or minus two and a half rather tonight. Yeah, tonight. I can't tell you why that's a bad idea. Um. The Carolina Panthers are. This is just another disgusting Thursday night football game. It is. Uh, I took this under tonight. I hate the. I mean, Great actually, play. I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not against the Falcons in this spot. Yeah. I just think the spread should be bigger, and the fact that it's not makes me lean. Well, Baker's Panthers. playing tonight, right? Baker played last week too. Yeah, um, and Baker's awful. So I mean, he, he played sucks. better. He he played better. Maybe he fucking. I could see him coming in and just even though he sucks ass, maybe he comes in at a prime time spot. Um, uh, yeah, I like the Falcons though. I just like them way more at home than I do on the road uh, tonight. I think the weather in Carolina sucks. I think it's like 20, 30 mile an hour winds. Oh, is tonight it? with oh, that hurricane Jesus. coming through. So. I think it's going to be a very messy game, going to be a gross game. I'm happy I'm on the under. I just I don't want to watch this and I'm I may have it on in the background, but I probably won't have my full attention on it. Also, I don't know if you've seen this guy on TikTok or if any of you listeners have seen this guy on TikTok. He's the AI guy that predicts the first touchdown score of like primetime games using <laughs> AI. He fucking wins so frequently for some oh, reason. Oh, really? He's hit like a past couple. He hit like Jerry Judy a couple weeks ago. Um, he had Kyle Pitts tonight, so I have Kyle Pitts first touchdown score. Hell I feel yeah. like I got to tail this guy, so we will update uh, on how he does. But oh. Kyle Pitts first touchdown score tonight. Yeah, it's it. So right now the weather in Charlotte. I thought I thought since like I live next to North Carolina, like I just figured it'd be the same weather. But Charlotte's a little different. It's um raining right now, fifty nine with eleven mile an hour winds to the southwest. Um. We're not yeah. meteorologists, so let's not try. No, to so I don't know what the fuck that means. means. I'm just putting that out there, but uh, that makes me, for whatever reason, that makes me feel better about your under bed. I'm actually going to probably put that. I'm going to get that. It's only in there. seven o'clock, so we have yeah. an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, so I'll I'll throw that in there eventually, and then um, yeah, I, I I don't know, I I just don't like Baker, so I to me, um, Mariota, he's like a what a running more run heavy quarterback, you'd say, right? Yeah, but he's been throwing the ball pretty well. Um, yeah, he actually hasn't been having a pretty decent season. Their defense has just been giving up a lot of points. Uh, they yeah. don't have a lot of weapons. I think Pitts is misused, and Drake London. London's been pretty solid. Yeah, uh, I think he's been better than people have thought, to be honest. But um, yeah, it's, again, this is just a disgusting NFC South game on a Thursday night with bad weather and bad teams. Yeah, and to me, like if uh, if it's the weather's continues to be shitty like this, to me, it'll probably go to running quarterback and running back in general. Um, Mariota is a better runner than Baker is at this point. Um, so yeah. I feel I, I feel all, all right with that bet. My next pick uh, is going to be the over forty nine and a half in the Dolphins Browns. 
For some mm. reason, the Dolphins, just like the Lions were early in the season, just seem to be an over-automatic cash cow. Uh, their yep. offense has been putting up a prolific amount of points, and their secondary is banged up currently. So I'm going to take Miami and uh, Cleveland over 49.5. I also don't really understand why the spread's only 3.5. Um, I think Miami's better than that. I would lean their spread. I might make it an official play depending on what the line does before Sunday. But I'm definitely on this over. I think Miami's going to put up a ton of points, and I don't. And I think that, or I think their defense sucks. And in turn, Cleveland will be able to score the football. Yeah, um, my next play was the Vikings. I got this number um, probably Monday, uh, so I got this a while ago. But it was the Vikings plus five and a half. Um, I seen on ESPN that the line moved to Buffalo minus three and a half. It opened so, it like nine and a half. Yeah, I don't know why it opened. And then, yeah, because I, I mean, checked, I checked Sunday night and it was eight and a half. And then now yeah. it's three and a half. I don't really know what's going on. There. Well, J- Josh Allen has a UCL issue. He like is hurt. So he might not actually play this game. Ooh, light snow. Oh, 37 degrees. We might have our first snow game of the season. 37 degrees, Hell light yeah. snow and 14 mile an hour winds in Buffalo. It's um, going to be disgusting. The overrunner for this game is only 43 and a half. Well, so Josh Allen, like I said, is injured right now. Here it is, his elbow. It's like a UCL. Yep. He, he's questionable for this game. Um, Vikings, dude, seven and one. Um, they're on a roll. I mean, it's a sloppy seven and one, but it's seven and one nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, it's not about how you get there. It's just the fact that you get there. And and honestly, this team looks pretty good. And Kirk Cousins is not. Kirk Cousins is not in prime time. So. Kirk Cousins is at one o'clock, which makes me yeah. like him a lot. Also, exactly. his videos on the planes have been fucking so, so funny. So, so good. good. Him and Justin um, Tucker have just been killing it. I don't know they've if you've been seen the celebrities. The Justin oh, Tucker so ones are good. so good too. Uh I actually preseason I had the Vikings win total over nine. Oh, nice. So that was free money. Free money. Oh, yeah. Free um, money. If you listen to the pod in the summer, if you didn't take that yeah. pick. Fuck you. You're stupid. I don't also, know why you didn't take that pick. Just a little update on Feigenbaum. I guess we never probably we probably never addressed it, but he's in he's oh, studying abroad yeah, in Italy. I guess we did. We just, we just never really mentioned. Yeah. Him. So so Feig is in Italy right now, uh, and that actually the main reason I thought of the win total was because he texted me at like mo- he texted me on Monday at like eight <laughs> o'clock and a, just was goes the green one too. Like he just he just go no he had it was blue it was blue text okay. but he just goes Vikings. And I go, yeah, they're good. And he goes, very good. That was it. Like that's a, that's the extent of our communication. But he, texted, he said he he's going to be all in when he comes back. Which yeah, I'm. We are very excited for. Hell yeah, um, he's going to help boost our socials and really help uh, get our followers up. Uh, it was so funny. Board. He texts us. He's in this group chat with us, and he texts. He goes, "Hey guys, it's me, Fig. I'm I'm in Italy, but I'll be back boosting it's like a the socials." Plus, plus thirty eight number. It's like some fucking yeah. Italian. And number. we're like, dude. Also, like. We add people into the. We know everyone in the group chats. So how would it not have been you? It was just funny. It was hey yeah, guys, it's, it's me just, Feig. Just classic Feig. Um, yeah. I'm gonna take. So you uh, you're on the Bills here, or no? You're on the Vikings. Or, I'm on the Vikings spread. So I got them at a at a, a high number of plus five and a half. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's I. I don't know if the Viking. I don't think the Vikings will win, but uh, especially if Josh Allen's out, a little snowy. Um. Yep. Yeah, I like the Vikings in this spot. I think Josh Allen plays. In my opinion. I, I think, think he will play. play. I don't think he'll be 100%, though. Uh, my mm-hmm. next pick, I hate it. Raiders minus four and a half against the Colts. Colts just fired their head coach and brought in yeah. Jeff Saturday, who said, I think he said, like, who would want this job? Or, like, this is the worst <laughs> job in football or something Fucking like that. Fucking you would want this job, Jeff Saturday. Get the so fuck this out job of is, like, I mean, this is this this team is in complete disarray. Uh, they have Sam Ellinger, a quarterback, who just got fucking... Did he get shut out by the Patriots? If he didn't get shut out, it was damn close. Close, yeah. Um, 
So I, I I hate this. I hate I hate the Colts. They put up three points last week. Uh, Las okay. Vegas has been choking leads left and right, but I still think that they're good enough on offense to put up points against this bad Colts team. So, and I and yeah. I don't think the Colts offense will be able to do anything. So I'm going to go Raiders minus four and a half. Although it makes me puke. Yeah, puke. no offense, Butsy, but this is a degenerate pick, dude. <laughs> like, no, I couldn't find Ugh. a way to bet this game. I don't know what team I dislike more: the Raiders, who for some reason can't win a game, or the Colts, who have. Who are the um craziest three five and one team? They should be. I don't think they should have a win, or they should have only one win. I think. I just don't. They beat I, the I Chiefs. Don't see, I know it's fucked up. I just don't see how the Colts are going to put up points. That's just my. I don't that's see my it either. Argument. I don't see how they're three five and one. They should literally be one uh seven or one six and one or some some very. They should be winless. Fuck them. They should be yeah, fucking winless. Fuck them. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't touch that game. The final bet I put was Seahawks money line. I'm just riding with it until it does me dirty. Um, it's true. This is a bet against the broken Buccaneers. Um, they got they snuck out a win last weekend. Um, I don't fucking know how. Well, I do know how. It's because the Rams are terrible and um, yeah, it's something's broken with the Rams. Um, that's something we can get into later. But yeah, that's uh, I feel comfortable taking the Seahawks in this spot. Geno Smith versus Tom Brady. You got to give it to Geno at this point. Am I right? No, it's, it's so it's not, so sad. I think about. it's not Brady's fault, though. Really, it's it's his receivers and his O line, and it's just a musical chair of players on his team. So you can't really blame him. I honestly, more than anything, feel bad for him. But I'm gonna he take the Seahawks in the spot. He doesn't look that bad. That's the thing. Like no. he kind of looks sharp mentally, and he's throwing the ball on the on a line to his receivers. It's just. They're not good. The team, the team kind of stinks. It's kind of a general team problem right now yeah. with this with this Bucks yep. organization. Um, my final play, I say this now, and I I, I will obviously yeah. add plays at some point. I'll, I'll be final Sunday as of Thursday at seven p.m. Yeah, I was gonna say Sunday will come and I'll play on every game, but I'm gonna take the Chiefs minus nine and a half at home against the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chiefs put up kind of a stinker of a performance against uh, the Titans last week. I had that spread as well. It was fourteen. Uh, I think the Jaguars are a lot worse than the uh, Chiefs. I know early in the season I said they were, they were going to win their division. Clearly, that's not the case. I thought they were much better than they were. Um, they've had a couple of close losses, but I think the Chiefs, after not playing great against the Titans, I think they're going to want to come out and put up a shit ton of points. Uh, I think this is going to be one of those games where you just see the Chiefs absolutely obliterated team, and they'll just check in on red zone every time they score, and it'll be like 39-5 to yeah. or 39-7. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. I like them a lot. I think they're ready to obliterate a team because I just want to see them smack somebody like they usually do. How many uh, picks do you think Trevor Lawrence throws in this one? Because I'm out Two. on him. Two. Two. All right. Yeah. Two picks from so, Trevor Lawrence. Um, but I just think that prop, this team, you know, whatever yeah, the number true. is, if it if it's one and a half, take the over. I don't think the Jags will be able to move the football against the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs will be able to just pummel, pummel, pummel the Jaguars. Uh, that's actually my mortal lock. Hell yeah! Uh, I'm going to go with... lock a Chiefs minus nine and a half. I'm gonna lock up. Um, shot. What, what do you think? The Vikings spread or the Seahawks money line? Which one should I lock? Well, up? I like the Seahawks more because for the people, they're not gonna the Vikings. You got the Vikings at what five and a half or five? Oh, that's a very good point. Yeah, I got now them it's five moved. and a half. So yeah, I, I would lock up the Seahawks, Seahawks. again. Give the yep. people the points. Give the people the two and a yeah. half. Yep. So plus two and a half for the Seahawks. Minus nine and a half Chiefs. That's the two team, two way mortal. You're parlaying it, so maybe even get by a half point to cover the field goal. You know, do what you need to do. But yeah, Seahawks spread. Let's, let's try and make some cash. I'm on the Chiefs spread. You're on the Seahawks spread. Hell let's yeah. cash it. Let's go. All for right. It. 
when we get back, we're going to take a little break. When we get back, we got a lot more sports news to discuss uh, oh, yeah. across the world of sports, NBA, NFL, and college basketball. Let's go. Back. Let's back. I fucking we'll, did you. We'll get into it. Sorry. I'm we'll excited. be right back. We'll be right, we'll be back. right back. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Let's start first in the National Football League. Uh, recapping last week, the Jets beat the Bills. Allen played horrific, um, mm-hmm. but slightly injured, uh, I guess. Um, yeah. Whether the injury happened late or whether he came into the game injured, we don't know. But um, he he did not look good. The Jets' defense looked pretty solid, and and they got it done. Uh, they put together some really, really long, impressive drives against the Bills' defense, which I did not expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10-plus play drives, capitalizing, getting some field goals, getting some points on the board. So is it time to overreact for the Bills, or are they going to be completely fine? Well, it depends on the injury uh, to – Josh Allen, like how bad that is. If he's actually going to be like in trouble, maybe it's a little, a little bit time to overreact. But um, if he's going to be just fine, then this is one of those fluke games. I mean, like let's be real here, Sauce Gardner, <laughs> dude. He is he's shutting down people. Um, they got themselves a whole uh, a great ass player. Um, and. I don't know how to react to this game, to be completely honest with you. It's just one of those. It was like a, it felt like a very fluky win for the Jets. Um, I saw people talking about it and they were saying that the whole reason the Jets won was because they protected Zach Wilson, who's really bad. And they didn't make him do anything that like would overstep what he's capable of. Um, and I agree with that. I think it was, you know, they just got out coached and then it was the injury with um, Josh Allen had a big effect of it effect to it rather um to me we got to see more um if the bills look bad this game then i think it's time to overreact but for now i'm just going to hold back a little bit i still trust the bills yeah i do too uh i trust josh allen and i trust the bills to still keep this season on track um and and to your point they did not get a, a ton of pressure against zach wilson like the patriots did and we saw what would happen when yeah. you do get pressure on zach wilson he turns into a shit bag so, but he's also I, hitting I just, his first option too, like his first yeah, read, right? Every time he's not a great quarterback, but it was still a very impressive win for the Jets organization. I yeah. think the Jets are finally. I think I can say that they're a good football team. I'm yeah. ready to say that they're a decent, decently good football team. I'm not going to give them too much credit. Um, and honestly, for the Jets, I think a telltale for their season is going to be next week. Yeah, uh, next week against the Patriots. Um, they're off. Both Patriots and the Jets have a bye, so they'll be coming off a bye. Patriots are home against the Jets. If the Patriots win this game, I mean, this division could get real interesting too, by the way. Um, Yes. Every team in the division has a winning record, which is ridiculous, Uh, and it's wide open. It's going to come down to these uh, late-season divisional games, but nevertheless, I think the Bills are going to be totally fine. I also forgot the Bills got hit with the injury bug. Like Their whole secondary was just like demolished, so I completely forgot about that. That's a big reason why um, they. I think they lost. Like, they were unable to get pressured. A lot of that comes from like, you know, corner, uh, not cornerback, but like safety blitzes, stuff like that. Blitzes up front. Their defense was just really beat up. Um, and I think that's a big part of it. The Bills just got injured, and I mean, to me, I I still think we should trust them, just like you do. Yeah, uh, I think when you have a banged up team like that, it's tough for the coach to get creative and drop yeah. kind of different schemes for uh, mainly on defense too. Defensive scheming is very difficult. Uh, game planning in the NFL is probably the most important out of any uh, of the major sports leagues, I would say, in my opinion. Yeah. 
I think how you prepare for a team is and how your coach draws up the schemes is very indicative of whether you win or not that week. So I think the Bills will be fine. Just a little banged up right now. Josh Allen, uh, secondary as well. They'll be fine. They'll be completely fine. Uh, Raiders choked another lead. I just said earlier in the show that I'm betting on them, but, I mean, they choked 17 nothing. Um, is McDaniels going to go before the season ends, or are they going to see him through the rest of the season? I don't know, dude. I, I You got to think that they probably get rid of him here. Um, I think this proves um, that maybe he wasn't as good of a coach as we thought. Like, maybe he was all Brady, which... I mean, he went. Where did he go? Was it was it Green Bay, Minnesota? What was the team he coached before that he like completely had a falling out with and got fired? It was basically he was at the Pats, then he went to a, a team, and then he went back. You're thinking to the of Pats. Patricia. You're thinking of Patricia. No, no, I'm thinking of uh. Yeah, Patricia. Let me, let me. Are you sure? Matt Patricia went to the Lions, sucked for the Lions, and then came back to the Patriots. Oh, okay. I thought McDaniel's went somewhere. McDaniel's, um, McDaniel's. Oh no, he was he was getting recruited as a head coach in a lot of places, but never. So he the, went to the, he went to um the Broncos, and the Rams and the, the Broncos. Uh, twenty two thousand nine, two thousand ten. He was. Oh with yeah, the no, I was. I I I don't remember that. I was I was thinking in the. In well, the I've, I've years. just heard I've heard people talk about. Like I don't really. We were what eight seven yeah, something we were, like that. We had, we had no fucking clue. No clue. But I've heard I've like because I listened to a lot of that stuff and they've just been talking about how basically he went. It was like he went to the Broncos and the St. Louis Rams at the time, and essentially got ran out of town and was not great and then came back to the Pats became great again and a lot of it was because of Tom Brady now that we're re- we're realizing now obviously that it was Tom Brady because when he's left to his own devices in uh Vegas again he's struggling um I don't yeah I mean I don't know I still think that he's a great offensive mind and one of the greatest offensive minds of our generation it's just I still think that he's a very good offensive coach. He's just not a head coach. No, I think, yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of that was because, well, is he even a great offensive mind? Like a lot of it was him and Brady, like, and Brady was in his prime at the time. So it's, it's true. It's true. It's hard. It, it's hard. It's, it's a, a chicken or egg scenario, but um, he all, you also have to look like he's working with Derek Carr, who I'm not a huge fan of. I don't think he's a elite quarterback. That's, I mean, he's not a, an elite quarterback. No one thinks he's an elite quarterback. Um, Darren Waller, who was supposed to be huge for them. I don't know if he's been healthy at all this season. I have him on a couple of fantasy teams, and he's either always questionable or out. Um, Devontae was a nice pickup, but other than Devontae's that, like, disgusting. Yeah, this yeah. was the year. For, this was the year for um, for the Derek Carr. This is the year good. for Derek Carr. Yeah, the defense is supposed to be good, and it honestly hasn't been bad. They're not giving up a ton of points. It's just they just find a way to choke leads week in and week out. Um, we said this yep. coming into this season that Derek Carr, like this was going to be his telltale season, whether he was going to be an elite quarterback or not, like whether yeah. he's going to have a job in the NFL for the foreseeable future or not. And honestly, I think that he's still a decent quarterback. It's just like you look at these leads that they're blowing. It's like 24 to 3, 17 nothing, 20 to 3. It's a, it, it's like how much of this is on the offense and how much of it is it on coaching? So, well, no one gives think- a shit either. Like the Raiders, the Raiders shouldn't have left where they were. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Raiders fan base is not out of Las Vegas. They should have, they should have moved a different team over. You know, I just think, yeah. I think that they fucked up by moving the Raiders. You know, they could have stayed. They should have stayed in Oakland. They were an Oakland team through and through. Yeah, uh, but they needed to 
they needed to do something else, I think, to rejuvenate the franchise. Yeah. And they thought that this was the move. Uh, and it clearly has those, those stands are, are like those stands are like biggest, it's the biggest 50, save in the NFL, 50. I think. Yeah, but it's either like 50 50 Raiders and whoever's playing against them, if it's someone good, or it's like it's just bad. It's like a Chargers esque um bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'll never forget. Like, I'll never forget when they played Wash. I never forget when they played Washington and it was like 70 or like 65 35 Washington fans. And I was yeah. like, and Washington that many Washington ass, fans. A terrible in franchise. Vegas. I know. Exactly. So I mean, like they gotta figure it out. I would have loved to see like I would love to see the Rams back in St. Louis with a fan base that actually gives a shit. Because the yeah, Rams, right. the Rams fan base in LA doesn't care. Like they clearly don't. Yeah, but they can charge like fucking two hundred dollars to yeah. get in the door for these games. And I mean, I think Vegas is the most expensive stadium to get into in the NFL, and it's yeah. like the biggest. So it's a huge cash cow, which is yeah. unfortunate because it's not about football for a lot of these teams anymore. It's just about uh, making money. But you know, teams like the Patriots will, and even the Chiefs and the Bills will always kind of have a football foundation first. It would be so much better. Like my idea was they added an expansion team and then what I guess they would do would be flip. I guess they would have to add an East Coast one too. But I always liked the idea of adding like um, they had Raiders go back to Oakland, LA, the Rams go back to St. Louis and they added an expansion Vegas team and then like an expansion East team, which I guess, well, I guess if the, if the Raiders go back to St. Louis or I mean the Rams rather go back to St. Louis, that would count. I don't know. It's all over the place, but yeah. I just I would to me the St. Louis Rams actually had a solid fan base. St. Louis is a great fan base for most sports. They've just lost a lot of their sports. And then um like the Blues and the Cardinals like though th- they have really really solid fan bases there. And then same thing with Oakland. And um you see the Vegas right Warriors. now. Yeah, in Vegas right now their biggest fan like the biggest fan base in Vegas is the Vegas Golden Knights and that's because yep, they were yep. built from the ground up right there like in Vegas they don't give a fuck about team them. right in Vegas. Exactly. They don't give a fuck about um, the Raiders that come over from Oakland, like you're going to lose a large percentage of your fan base. I think they should have built up something. Um, I think we're going to see an expansion team in the NBA too. So just a little sidetrack there, but yeah, yeah, I'm no, but for that. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of directions that this could go for the NBA. Um, but anyways, back to the NFL. Yeah. Um, McDaniels, I don't think will make it through the rest of the season. If he drops the next two games, he can no. easily be out. Um, and honestly, I think he'll just come back to the Patriots again. I can easily see him being the Patriots offensive coordinator either by the end of the season or beginning of next season. The question is, who is his quarterback? Is it going to be Mac Jones or is it going to be the other guy? Uh, I think it's still going to be Mac because Zappi has a lot of developing to do. Uh, While it was exciting and gave all of New England a little bit of a chub and they were ready to throw ship on Mac Jones. uh, I'm not sold on either. I'm not sold on either, to be honest. Yeah. I'm just not sold on either. But uh, yeah. I think we just got to keep developing. We're going to just be a middle of the pack team for a long time, and I'm ready to accept that. Um, and I'm ex- and it's funny because being the middle of the pack for a Patriots fan is like depressing, and it's kind of like yeah. this is the lowest that we can get. Like making the playoffs last year and getting spanked by the Bills was like a like an all time low for Patriots fans. Like I'm saying, like our age, Patriots fans. Yes. Yes. Um. But now that we're middle of the pack, we're just kind of just like, eh, like we're all right. We're like nine and eight, and we're just like, we're okay. Meanwhile, fucking Lions have won five games in like 20 years. Yeah. Steelers haven't won since I was, I mean, they've had winning seasons, but it's like, oh my God, you guys had your COVID year where you lost to the Browns. Oh, dude. I mean, like Tomlin's whole thing, like this is going to be his first losing season or whatever, but I we haven't been 
trying to think of the last time we won. I it was twenty. I forget what year exactly. I remember winning, and then I remember losing to Green Bay, and I cried in the shower as a wee lad. Yeah, it's I'll never little... forget. <laughs> well, since we're going down this rabbit hole, I'll never forget when the Patriots lost the second Super Bowl of the Giants. I ran f- to my room, ripped yeah. all my posters off my wall door, and started yeah, crying, dude. crying in my bed. It was it was a fucking disgrace. You guys were the awesome. worst, by the way, growing up when it was Steelers, Steelers, Pats, dude. It fucking sucked. Oh my god, because we beat you guys every time. I know it you sucked. Guys every guys, playoff, you guys game. would remind me every time. It was terrible. It was but, the best. It was the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the Patriots division, the AFC East, also known as the AFC Beast. Now, AFC Beast. I think it's ready to say that this is the most the best division in the NFL, the most well-rounded division in the NFL, uh, bills, jets, dolphins, Patriots, all winning teams with winning records. It is possible now with seven teams making the playoffs that every AFC East team could make the playoffs. Oh yeah. I, I forgot about that. Yeah, no, that's, um, completely plausible. I don't see how it doesn't happen, especially you have divisions that are fucking awful. Um, like what? What would it be like? The and I'm still I'm still learning my divisions. Okay, so bear okay. with me. I'll, I'll bear with you. NFC South. AFC. Yeah, all We're of talking them. AFC. Talk AFC. Talk AFC. No, 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 no I'm saying no, 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 no. What I was saying is like, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but, the playoff uh, pictures for the AFC side. Got it. So, anyways, but there you go. for the NFC, I'm just saying all of those are losing. But uh, what's the terrible division in the AFC? Is there one awful? AFC West is pretty good uh, with the. Um, Titans and the Chiefs. The AFC North is not very good, but the Vikings are just going to run away with it. Yeah. So the North. Wait, no. The Sorry, North that's is, NFC North. AFC yeah. North is the Steelers, Bengals. So yes. you know, the, there there are some teams, and there's definitely a situation where all four teams. It's more probable that all four teams, in the AFC East, don't make uh, the playoffs. But it's fun to talk about because honestly, there are going to be some games, like I said earlier in the show, down the stretch that are really going to matter when it comes to who's going to make the playoffs. But I do think... Oh, it's the West. Sorry, the AFC West is bad. It's going to be the Chiefs that run away, but then it's the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Broncos. Sorry, yeah, I I had my divisions fucked up too. Dude, they're hard. Like, It it divides everything in half. Like with the NBA, it's so easy. It's the Eastern Conference, the Western Conference, and then you can get into the different divisions, but it makes sense. The divisions don't matter in the NBA. Yes. I wish the divisions mattered a little more, but I like how they matter in the NFL. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so it makes sense that all those teams uh, in the AFC East will get in due to how bad the AFC West is. If you had to pick one team to miss the playoffs out of the AFC East, who are you picking? Probably the Jets. I don't trust Zach Wilson. Well, to me, the Dolphins, like Tyreek Hill is on par for like a historical year. Um, The Dolphins have a better coach, Mike McDaniels. that's all time guy, all time yeah, football all-time. guy. Great shoes too. That was one. That was one of the reasons I bet against Jordan on one of the Dolphins games. We went ahead the shoes, and I won. Um, but anyways, yeah, no, I I think the Jets like personnel wise, I think they're good. But uh, it's gonna be like three years or two or three years from now, they'll be like a lot better. Um, because like that's when Wilson and Sauce and fucking Brees Hall, like all them, will be coming into their prime, and they're gonna be a lot better. But to me right now, I think the Jets miss. Um, especially because like, obviously the quarterback is the most important position on your team and Zach Wilson is just not a good quarterback. I think we can be honest with that. Yeah. I think the Patriots will find a way to scrap out some more wins, but if I had to pick a team right now, it'd be the Patriots. Um, they just don't have enough offensive firepower to compete with a lot of these teams. And if they're like, 
Even if we do find a way to make the playoffs, we're going to get fucking embarrassed oh, like we did last year. AFC South, dude. Titans are going to win it at five and three. And then it's the Colts three and five, Jaguars three and six, and Texans one and six. So, yeah, you that guys, it, there's no way. It makes it, it makes it more and more plausible that all four teams could make it. All I think so. With the how bad the AFC West and AFC South are, there's no way that I don't see like the all AFC four North's not overwhelmingly great either. Yeah, I mean the Steelers suck. I don't think they'll make Bengals it. Bengals are good. Bengals are, are Bengals well, are good. They got fucked by the Browns last, but then they brought it back against the Panthers. So I don't know. So we'll um, we'll see where the Browns end up when Deshaun comes back. True, I forgot about that. But yeah, so like the Browns are three and five. Steelers are two and six. Steelers, you can count out of the playoffs. Let me tell you. Yes, we can. Yes, um, we can. Browns, who knows? Bengals, who knows? And then uh, Ravens are six and three. So yeah, I mean, with the South, with how bad the South and West are, like I think you guys are gonna get all four in. It'll be it'll be a challenge, but it'll be it, it would be fun to see because honestly, I really like our division. Even if yeah. even if we don't make the playoffs, I still am a fan of. Uh, the AFC East. It's always a fun division. It's a fun one, in my yeah. opinion, um, especially now with how good these teams are. But if I had to pick a team, I would pick the Patriots because I don't think their offensive uh, firepower is good enough to win them that many more games. I mean, if you watched, I follow. I didn't watch the game because I was driving home from Penn State, but following the Colts game last Sunday, they couldn't move the football for jack shit. Yep. They literally would get the ball. And the only reason that we'd score was because we were in Colts territory. Yeah, like we Pats would have start, a- we would have field position in Colts territory, and Nick Folk would just bang a fucking fifty yarder because we would go, uh, three plays, two yards, and we'd be fourth and eight and have to kick a field goal. So, uh, not not falling in love with this Patriots team at all, but definitely a fun division really? and a fun division to, uh, to watch and talk about. The team's good. Like I actually like the team. It's just that your quarterback, like you can't, like it's you can't figure out the quarterback situation. That's why I don't like. I don't like our offense. I really like our defense. Yeah. I, I love our defense. Jones, Jalen Mills. Mac Jones? No, Jack Jones. Oh, yeah, Jack Jones. Jack Jones. Shout out, Jack Jones. Yeah. Um, but I love Judon. Judon's a fucking menace. Yes. Um, Jalen Mills. Uh, just basically our entire defense is, is, is so good and so fun to watch. But our offense stinks. Quarterback stinks. Weapons aren't great. We have no offensive mind at all, basically, on the coaching staff. We have yeah, Patricia you have a defensive and- coordinator, right? Patricia and Judge, who was a special teams coach and then went to the Giants and sucked ass. Uh, and now he's like co-calling offensive play. We have no idea, actually, who's calling the offensive plays for the Patriots. Uh, it might just be Bill, uh, which is might be even worse because he's a defensive guy through and through. But um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 all right. It's an all right, it's an OK situation in New England, but definitely just still a fun division to talk about. Let's move on to the NBA now. Uh, so the Jazz are the best record, have the best record in the <laughs> NBA. They're the best team in the NBA. They're going to win the finals. They're fucking ten and three. I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Ainge is freaking the fuck out right now. Wait, um, the Bucks are the best team. Bucks haven't lost fair. yet. Sorry, yeah. the, no, they did. They did. They oh, lost they did the Hawks the other night. They oh, lost the Hawks. you're right. You're right. Sorry. So okay, um, fun little tidbit here is because I live in Tennessee, I can't watch any Hawks, Grizzlies, or um, fuck, uh, Charlotte games. So I have because they're all in my um area. So for whatever reason, they're all blacked out, and I have league pass, so I can't watch any of those games. So yeah. that's why I missed that yeah. game. But that's I did six. fully legally stream the Celtics first. Grizzlies there you game. go. It was there you completely go. Completely legal. Uh, so Jazz are the best team in the West. Let me correct my statement. They're yes. the best team in the West. They're ten and three. They're just putting together very impressive wins, honestly, uh, against some pretty good teams. Denver's also figured it out a little bit, but this is not a Denver segment. This is a jazz segment. 
Yeah. What the fuck is going on in Utah? Ainge is freaking the fuck out. Webinyama yeah. is He's out the window at this point in time. No, um, they got to get to 21 wins is the cutoff. Um, the ringer, the ringer they're halfway uh, there. So yeah. they're, they're in trouble. They are in trouble. You're completely right about that. They are in trouble. The ringer has um, a great uh, story and they basically break down how into tanking every team is. Um, and then they also talk about what each win means. And I believe I haven't looked at the number in a while. I think it's 21, what I think is what it is. And 21 gives you 14% at the first overall pick. From there, it's like 22 is like 10%. 20, 20 is, or sorry, 21. 20 is uh, 10%. 19 is like 8%. So it keeps going down. Um, so I think the magic number is 21. Do not quote me on that. If you want to like actually figure out what I'm talking about, go to the ringer. They'll, the, the yeah, they have it all on there. But there's a couple of things at, reasons uh, as to why the jazz are so good one they are built up of players who do not suck they have a bunch of really solid players two they are coached by a coach that jordan and i have been talking about on the Lubcast for since last season and that's will hardy the former celtics assistant and then um yeah that's about it really is that or three they're gonna get bad because danny Ainge is gonna strip this team for parts which they have a ton of okay so we, we hit on this last Lovecast episode a little bit, but basically Mike Conley, Colin Sexton, Jared Vanderbilt, Kelly Olenek, um, Jordan Clarkson. Uh, there's more. All of the, Oh, Lord, Larry Markinen. Dude, Larry Markinen is playing like prime Larry Bird right now. Exactly. And he kind of looks like him too. Also, all of, all of those guys are extremely tradable. Um, maybe not Colin Sexton as much because of the new contract and maybe not La- Larry Markinen because of the new contract, but or because of his contract situation, but all of those guys are extremely tradable. And all of those guys are really high uh, trade assets. Like Mike Conley is perfect for like, I like Mike Conley in the heat. For instance, I like Larry Markkinen on, um, I don't know. Golden state would be like perfect, like stuff like that. Trade that the, these trades are all very possible. And um, what I think is going to happen is that the trade deadline is Dane's going to let them have their fun trade deadline comes around. He's going to strip the team for parts and, They'll be just in front of that like winning percentage for uh, Victor. So yeah, that would be my guess. So here, like here we go. Here's here's a hypothetical question, or not a hypothetical question. It's kind of just a question. Who's gonna get Victor at this point in time? Through I don't know, 12, 13 games in the season. Who's who's gonna get him? So I believe right now. Don't I don't think... look at stats. Don't. I'm not. I'm not. Be, I'm not oh. judging off of who's playing the worst. So just off a of well, feel, it's really who's weird. Who's gonna get it? So it's really weird because the teams that we expected to suck were Utah, Spurs, and OKC. All of those got all of those teams are actually playing well. So I can't really tell from now. My guess is um based on draft capital, because the Spurs or the Thunder have the best, my guess would be maybe the Thunder or the Spurs. But um the Spurs are gonna bottom out. All of those teams are gonna bottom out. Yeah, right. I'm gonna go Orlando. Yeah, Orlando can't buy a win right now. And if they, they get did, Victor, they did buy one. They did buy one yesterday the, against and, against the uh, the Mavericks, and they beat the Warriors too uh, on Wednesday last week. Yeah, I watched no that sense. game. But the fact that Paulo's not playing right now, whether it's due to a real injury or a ghost injury, um, I I I could see this team really trying to go for it, honestly. And honestly, if you go Victor, fucking, if you go Jalen Suggs, if you go Jalen Suggs, Paolo Boncaro, Victor Webinyama, uh, fucking. What's the guy's name? Mo Bamba and like I don't know some other key Pete like Terrence Ross or somebody like that. Like that is, 
That's a okay. scary, scary future. Well, okay. So my roommate's a Magic fan. So I watch a ton of Magic uh, basketball. Okay, the Magic are so fun. Okay, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bencaro, Wendell Carter Jr., Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony. Um, this team is really well built. This is going to be a weird take, but I don't actually like Victor Wembanyama for this team. This team needs a point guard. They need a like a stellar point guard. Um, obviously, like if you get Victor, like you're gonna like he's he's a once in a generation talent. He's a LeBron James, if you will, for our generation. He's a unicorn. Yeah, exactly. And he's gonna he's like a ten times better Kristaps Porzingis and taller. If that makes sense, it's right. it's crazy. Um, so obviously you get him first, and then you deal with it, but. Uh, I don't know. To me, I think the Thunder have a better push because they have way they have so much picks. Like eventually, they're going to bottom out. Shea is averaging almost thirty-one points per game right now. Um, yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, but I love this Orlando Magic team. They've been plagued with injuries. They are really short right now. Um, at the point guard position, like right now, they're they like I I I don't even I think it's they're starting um Jalen Suggs who. They don't really want to start because they they I know they want to start Markel Fultz, but I'm just gonna read through their roster. They got Paolo Bull Bull, who's been playing well, Franz Wagner, obviously Bull Bull, or obviously you're gonna to want to build around Paolo and Franz Wagner. They got Jalen Suggs, Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac. You forget about him. He's been writing he's written more books than he's played um yeah, seasons. Big games played, I know, or yeah. seasons played. It's it's nuts. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. who's been playing awesome. Mo Bamba, I think he averages like literally five to ten minutes a game. Uh, Cole Anthony, good. yeah, he's been playing well in the five to ten minutes game. I don't know why he was <laughs> Orlando. Um, Mo Wagner, Cole Anthony, R.J. Hampton, Chuma Okike, who I love. Terrence Ross, Gary Harris, who's injured and I love him. Caleb Houston, who um, sharpshooter lit up summer league. Admiral Schofield, Govals, and Kavon Harris. Like this is a so. The super That's a, young team. It is. It is a very young and exciting team. It's super but good though. My thing is, I don't. I know they've historically had horrible management, but if they do finish with the worst record in the NBA, you're gonna tell. You're not gonna. I said, whoa, holy shit! You're gonna tell me that they're not gonna find a way to go get another point guard or another key piece to like potentially win now or win in a year if they get Victor. Like, well, I don't. I I, I think that they have enough young talent to go out and get some kind of veteran point guard and a veteran leader uh, and possibly another deadly wing. I mean, Gary Harris is a great player. He's just injured right now. That's all. That's the just only injured. thing with him. Yep. But like, if you add another type of guy like that, maybe someone slightly better in a point guard with all of those assets you have, you trade for a point guard and add another wing and you add Victor. I mean, that team could be very scary. It, it is scary. It's a lot to ask in your first two years. Like you have to think Mo. So in this hypothetical, you're talking about next year, right? They go at yep. everyone. Okay, so that's Mo in his third or sorry, Franz in his third year, um, Paolo in his second year, and then Victor in his first year. So your big three core, and then uh, your your big three core is very very young. Ready for, the, ready for this comparison? What's up, Boston Celtics? That's it, but they didn't win. I I think like, I'm I, not I, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying they're yeah. gonna win, but I'm saying if you build that next year. Yes. Your window to, your window to win is fucking ginormous. So, I've actually been saying that this Paolo Franz is Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So it's funny that you mentioned that. I've been Franz talking about that a lot. Franz is Franz really is good. insane. He's one of my favorites. Um this Magic team's awesome. Yeah, I I would love for them to get Victor. I think he fits a little awkwardly be, just because yeah. you have Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba 
and Mo and um fucking Bull Bull, but you get rid of Mo Bamba and Bull Bull immediately. Correct. Immediately. Yeah. And I, I, I think if you have a fucking if you have any kind of brain cells as the GM, you'll find a way to make this work. Yes. Uh if you get Victor. So I'm not really worried about that. Um let's move on. Yeah. You got you got anything else to say? It's just that the Thunder have a lot more capital, like in terms of they own a bunch of first round picks. So those are balls that are going to be going into the lottery machine. And that's why I think if they bottom out, same thing with the Spurs at both the and Utah, actually, if all three of those teams bottom out and start losing, I like them better than the magic to actually start getting um or to actually get this first overall pick. That being said, or and Orlando won it last year too. So like how lucky can you be to get it too? Right. Two years, two years in, a in a row. row. But um that being said, Orlando would be in Instantly amazing with Victor. That's all I got to say. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, let's talk about the Celtics briefly because yeah. they have looked good this season uh, where we are Boston fans. I'm wearing my Celtics yeah. uh, fucking, fucking zip up. I feel like I'm in the league right now with my headphones on <laughs> over my hood. My hair is just bad hair day. But anyways, Celtics look good, but the Bucks look unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Um, Celtics, I'm not worried about because we don't have our defensive anchor. We don't have we our entire defense uh rotates and relies on Rob Will. So we are the number one in offense in the league right now. Um it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter how bad we are defensively because we're missing literally our biggest piece. We're missing our actually good Rudy Gobert, if you will. So yeah, not worried about our that. actually good Rudy Gobert. That's yeah. funny. Rudy um, sucks for Minnesota. He's playing well way, defensively. But they are historically the worst starting five in NBA history. Did you see that the, statistic? The Minnesota one? or the uh, I got to find the statistic. The Minnesota Timberwolves this year, they are the worst yes. uh, like statistical team per like hundred minimum 100 minutes played or something like that. I stayed quiet on this, but dude, I was not high on Ann Edwards, and it's nothing to do with Oh, his I like athletic. him still. No, I love him too, athletically, dude. It's the personality. He doesn't give a fuck about basketball. I'm telling you. I mean, he cares He's more so than good. He's, He's so, so good. good. I'm sh- I'm sure he cares a lot more than I'm like saying, but like his quotes are scary. You He's also so young. He's also yeah. really young, and I think there could be a time for maturity. But it's also like he got put in a really shitty situation. Like last year was fun for them, yeah. And all of a sudden they blow it all up to get fucking Rudy Gobert, and now they're the worst starting five in NBA history. I mean, one of the worst trades too. It's one of I I said it in the moment. It was the we one all of the did, worst dude. trades. So we all, bad. it was. It was so obvious how bad it was, and the fact that people thought it would work is is unbelievable. Um, but I thought they'd be better. But this was terrible. They got rid of their entire bench. It was. I thought awful. they'd be okay. They just absolutely fucking stink. Yeah. Um, which is unfortunate because I I like when teams like that are good, like the eight seeds, the eight, nine, ten, seven seeds. When those teams are good, like they can compete uh-huh. with like the 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 first overall seed in the conference. Like that's fun to watch. Um, but yeah. unfortunately, they they really suck. Um talk about the Lakers for a little bit here. They're still struggling, but they've kind of found a bright spot with Russell Wilson leading the uh, the bench. Um, Russell's put together some good performances. He's had a lot of turnovers. Yeah. But his but his 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 scoring numbers, assist numbers, they've been kind of on par with what they uh, used to be, just obviously in less minutes played. Yeah, I mean, this is the ideal situation that we've been calling for for Russ. Uh, man the second unit. Don't fuck around. Don't shoot as much. Facilitate the ball. Um, play good defense and, you know, just try as hard as you normally do. It's pretty simple. You're not a starting caliber player right now. Um, you don't facilitate well, and that's a a big aspect as to why you don't, you're not a starting caliber player. Um, this is the perfect situation for him. He's always going to turn the ball over. It's just what he does. Um, 
He seems a little bit more interested defensively. He's still getting, you know, fucking beat watch ball watching. Um, that's just what Russell Westbrook is at this point. Uh, the Lakers, it doesn't matter how good Russell Westbrook is. I mean, well, it does. Like if he was an all-star caliber player, we'd be having a different conversation here, but within the limits of what Russell Westbrook can be in 2022, 2023, this Lakers team is just, they got a lot more problems other than Russell Westbrook. And I think what you're seeing now is that, Oh, it wasn't fully on Russell Westbrook, which we all knew if you were a logical fan, we all knew that this wasn't fully Russell Westbrook's fault. This team is built badly. And that's about, that's really all you got to say. AD and LeBron, like they look hurt. That's, that's it. Like, I don't know. This seems fucked. And just catching up to those two. Uh, we yeah. all knew AD wasn't going to stay healthy. He just didn't realize it was going to happen 13 games into the season. Yeah. His back's fucked up. Uh, LeBron, LeBron's, I think, is still going to be LeBron. I think he'll be fine. But again, if they are not in contention for the playoffs, he's not going to play. Uh, we saw that happen in his first or second year, first year in LA, I think. Something, um, something like that, yeah. It might have been his first year in LA where they were not in playoff contention. He kind of just sat the bench for the rest of the season. So, um, I don't know. This LA team is I, I think they're fucked. I don't I think they're fucked in the long term. There's some they put together some exciting wins that get posted on every social media platform, which is oh, not fun to yeah. watch. It's like, you know, Russell Westbrook's going crazy and they're still two and seven. And it's like Yeah, it's right, sixteen, like, six and eight. He's going off right now. Sixteen, six and eight in the first half, and he ended with sixteen, nine and nine. Like it like it's just it's it's just kind of exactly. sucks in the media for the Lakers because they get blown like unlike any other team. And that was and, always something that bothered me about being a Celtics fan was yes. that they never got the fucking publicity for being good from like twenty sixteen to like twenty nineteen, like even a little before twenty sixteen, like 20 like whenever it came we started winning games and making playoff runs we never got any kind of publicity about how we could be a good team and we were making the eastern conference finals felt like clockwork yep uh i completely agree uh lebron came out today and said he does he gets the worst whistle in the nba which He's it's the, actually uh, jason tatum who actually might get the worst call worst that's call true. um and he said that he should start quote start learning to flop Motherfucker, yeah, okay. you are yeah, the one yeah, that invented yeah. flopping and brought it to the NBA. So get the fuck out of here. LeBron gets a great whistle. He um this is why we don't like LeBron. I mean, like I can't stand it's him. hard it's hard to like him when he says shit like that. He's so not aware of himself. That's Dude, all and his and his lying is hilarious. It's like, so funny. Listen, and now that it's in twenty ten, so they didn't come out until twenty eleven. Like I my one of my, my favorite LeBron lying moment is the Rashford one where Marcus Rashford's like Oh yeah, I had a coach that always would say, uh, you know, put yourselves in, in situations that make you uncomfortable. And he goes, That's my favorite saying. That's my favorite saying. That's my favorite saying. And it's like, yeah. dude, it's such a fucking meme and it's hilarious. Uh I'm I'm very much here for this LeBron slander. I will oh. always partake in LeBron slander. Me too. And I like uh now they have it into a meme of that picture of him saying that. And then it's like there was one, it was like, yo, I called KD the other day and I told him, like, yo your size 13s are too big. Like, I think that's going to affect you. Then, And then the next game, he, you know, he stepped on the line and he lost. And then I was yeah. like, in 2015, I called KD and I said, see you next year. Cause I knew he was going to golden state and going to face <laughs> me. In the it's just fun. Shit like that, dude is so good. The memes, the memes are great. Uh, we're going to take a little break, come back, uh, college basketball talks. So we'll be right back. Hell yeah. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, for our final segment today, we're going to talk a little college basketball. <laughs> it's back. Hell yeah. I'm excited. It makes me, me so happy to see, uh, games going off at 12 p.m. and the last one going off at 12 a.m. That makes me so happy. So um, happy. Max, way too early March Madness predictions. Who do you got? Okay. So, um, I think I like you. 
so I I I picked my uh, top three, and then I picked my like my favorite to win it all. Okay. Okay. So UNC, Kentucky, and Houston is my favorite. Are my favorite top three. Um, favorite to win it all is your University of Northern or sorry North Carolina Tar Heels. Yeah. Yes. All right. So I will say my favorite right now is UNC. I don't. I think they had a really bad game one. Uh, they yeah. played UNC Wilmington and didn't play great at all. I think they ended up winning by like 12. And you could sense that there was an overall vibe of disappointment. I'm a big Tar Heel fan, by the way, if you didn't know. Yes. Uh, or if the people people didn't know. Um, I knew, yeah. I know you definitely knew. But the Tar Heels, there was a sense of kind of like we played like absolute shit. And, you know, returning four of their five starters, like, they have to they will piece it together at some point and they will figure it out and, and get back to get back to where they were last season because I mean Baycott love Davis leaky black uh we have little Puff Johnson now too we have yeah. Luke Mays younger brother too so like we're creating something uh we're building something and I think you know you it's really tough when you play like 35 games like this like you do in college basketball you play like 35 40 games in a season and then you have the tournament uh, and it's always really difficult to assess where teams are at throughout that spectrum or throughout the season. But uh, you can't overlook North Carolina. I think that they're under the number one preseason, number one seed for a reason. Um, they returning everybody. Their coach, Hubert Davis, obviously played at North Carolina, was assistant coach there forever. Um, last year was his first full season at UNC and made the fucking national title game. So I think mm-hmm. this team has a very promising future. Uh, and I'm And I'm excited for him this season, but... Uh, a team that I want to keep an eye on throughout the year is going to be uh, Kansas. Um, yeah, Kansas is good. Kansas is a five seed. They're uh, playing North Dakota State tonight, who they should absolutely spank. But Kansas, uh, Grady Dick went absolutely nuts for him in game one. Grady Dick is a very exciting player for Kansas. I know they just beat North Carolina, so I don't really want to talk about them, but I kind of have to. Yeah, They uh, can't really overlook them. I think they're going to be very good again this year. Um, but yeah, no, this is just going to be an, an absurdly exciting year of college basketball. I'm just like, yeah. every year is every year is every year is it's so good. Um, yeah, I mean, Providence, they should not have won that game against, I don't even know who the fuck. Oh my God. Was. I had such a bad beat. I had Providence minus three and a half live and they were up like 10 with Ryder. Three minutes left. And they fucking choked. I watched that entire game and Ryder literally the Ryder also should have won, dude. They had a John Morant slip at the end of the game to like kind of like they had the possession they were like gonna set up a play and they fucked it up um yeah my team is the vols of course and they uh they beat tennessee tech who last year i went to that game i didn't go to it this year even though it was at home i should be going to their game on wednesday i believe they're playing sunday against um colorado in nashville and then they're gonna play florida gulf coast on in wednesday on wednesday rather i should be going to that game Tennessee did not look very good against um, Tennessee Tech, even though they did win. Um, yeah, like Santiago Vescovi, who I see on campus all the time, so I don't want to talk too ill of him. Obviously, he won't fucking hear this, but um, he didn't <laughs> he look might. great that game. He might, he might. He he didn't look that great uh, this game. Um, we have we didn't play a lot of our freshmen who we have like we have the New York Mister Basketball, and the last time we had that was Tobias Harris. So he was actually good by then. He wasn't. He Fuck wasn't by his hair. So. Yeah, he sucks now. Um, but yeah, no, this is going to be such a great season. I'm so excited. This is going to be the year of the big man. You got Drew Timmy, Oscar Shibwe. You got that guy from Michigan. Uh, what's Dickinson? that guy? Zach fucking whatever the fuck his name is from uh, Purdue. 
Yeah, Zach Eady, Armando, yes, Zach Eady, Armando yeah. Baycott. Armando Baycott, who is one of the ugliest motherfuckers I've ever seen in my entire life. Best rebounder um, in the fucking country. Best rebounder. That should make up for how fucking horrific he looks. Um, oh, God, he's really hard to look at. He's got like two shits across his head. Yeah, and it's, he's not terrible. it's not good. Um, That's my but yeah, guy, no, but he's not good. Yeah, not that I should be talking, but still, dude, he's beat. Um, Anyways, there, this is going to be a great, <laughs> a great fucking uh, season. Creighton. Is honestly a fun team. They're ranked nine right now, but dude, they've yeah. got a really solid team. Um, do they have a baby O'Connell on that team or no? Did he? No, nope, they don't. No, nope. he moved off. Alex O'Connell is currently playing for the Stockton Kings. Oh yes, you're right. Um, but yeah, so this is just gonna. I'm so excited for the season, dude. There's so much that can happen. Um, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Kansas, I'm gonna I tell you a team in my top four. I'm gonna tell you a team that I'm gonna buy into. I'm gonna be very upset if this team disappoints me. Uh, and that's Kentucky. Kentucky yes. <laughs> has been a fucking flop. I won't me. give a fuck. I'll be so happy, but continue. I know you won't. I, I'm going to be really upset if Kentucky flops because they honestly have a really, really great team. Um, they have yeah. Toppin again. They have Shibway again. I mean, this team is just they got that transfer. Win. Yeah, and they have the they have that guard freshman who just they always seem to get like Emmanuel quickly type guards every single yeah. fucking year. And this freshman, I forget his name, it's just a literal duplicate of that. Uh, so I, I, I expect big things from Kentucky this year again, but if they flop, I'm going to be really disappointed because I had them winning it all in like two of my brackets last year. Fun story about, uh, Kentucky. they lost against the Peacocks last year, right? St. Peter's. Yeah. By the way, yeah. watch them play against Fairfield last year. They barely beat Fairfield. So Fairfield easily could have yeah. been that. Team. And you're on the club team. So you're basically like a U, uh, UNC player. So Anyways. I basically, I basically could have beat Kentucky is what we're getting at. That's what we're getting at. Yeah. Um. I was at a bar with my girlfriend in Tennessee when and Kentucky was playing the Peacocks and they lost and everyone got free drinks and it was pandemonium. So fun little story about that. Um. Oh, you're unplugged. You're unplugged. You're unplugged. Good. There you go. Sorry. This I need to get a new mic. Um. This has been my mic since the first ever Lovecast episode, which was a hundred and thirteen episodes ago. Fun fact. Anyways. Um. For for Houston, first off, the final four is in Houston this year. That's going to be big. That's going to be a home crowd. Um, they have a talented roster. They got Marcus Sasser returning, and he could be one of the best players, if not guards, in the nation. And I'm I'm a huge fan of Houston. Um, I they they were good last year, and they got a little bit better this year. So I I think you should keep an eye out for them as a collective uh population. Just keep an eye out for for Houston. They're a good team. Yeah, they they are, and they've honestly been on the verge of winning some really big games uh, these past couple of years. So I I, yeah. I like Houston a lot. Um, Fairfield plays New Hampshire tomorrow. That's going to be one Hell of the yeah, most dude. disgusting games in history. But Fairfield I'm watch is it. Fairfield is one to know against the spread after covering against Wake Forest. Fun fact. Whoa! Hell yeah, dude! So, um, shout out Fairfield. Shout out Fairfield. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I fucking I watch a lot of UNH basketball. It's terrible. It's in a high school gym, but it's awesome. It's it's awesome at the same time. Yeah, it's it's so bad. But shout out also shout out uh, AJ Lesbert. He plays on Brown University. He said he would be more than happy to come on the pod and talk about uh, you know playing for Brown and what that's like traveling. They're playing oh, Colgate go. right now. They let's were plus go. six coming into the game. They're down three and a half. So AJ let's Lesbert, fucking if you're listening to this, we'll have him on the show. He's a great guy. Yes, that's um, I didn't know that was happening. Let's do it. Hell yeah. Yeah, no, we will definitely have him on the show to talk about uh what kind of like D1 basketball is like. Yeah, dude. I mean, we have one other, well, our boy Justin, the original, just Justin. Oh, the original gambling couch co-host. Yeah, he's a D1 basketball player. He's he's yeah. just a- D2, D2, D2. D2. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, 
my buddy in, my, in well, the best my, conference in the uh, best D two basketball conference in the country, though. Exactly. We can't get any more. Um, that's all. Uh, that's all you. That's all you know. That that's is all you, all you know. know about yeah, our, our buddy more, Justin. Um, my my little brother's friend. Uh, my brother's in high school. He his friend had an NBA player on, so we might be getting an NBA player on the pod. I there he won't go. tell me who it was, so I don't know who it was yet. But I'll I'll figure that out, and we may be getting an NBA player on. So stay tuned. Keep um, keep an eye out for some really some big time guests. Yeah, and if you like uh, talking to professional athletes, head over to Uppercut because we interview a fuck ton of them. Um, yeah, you guys actually, get fighter. You guys get professional fighters left and right over there. We have one last night. Um, yeah, uh, we we're actually booked out for the next two weeks on professional fighters. So Jesus, yeah, dude. Oh so my God. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. A couple of those guys are UFC guys. Um, one of those guys that we just interviewed, Stephen Ocho pa- uh, Peterson had a crazy spinning back fist knockout. One of the craziest knockouts you'll ever see. So I posted all over the love cast. Check it out. I was disgusting. I did see it. It was, it was, it was filthy. Yeah. He was one of the nicest guys I've ever seen. I've ever met in my life. Um, all those UFC guys are so fucking nice, but yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So excited that college basketball's back, dude. It's full circle. Full circle. Full circle. Uh, college basketball's back. Fucking awesome. Great sport, dude. Remember, uh, what was it like the week after the Masters when there was no sports on and we were trying to figure out everything? Like, it's so much better to be here right now. It, even the summer just absolutely sucked with yes. with just baseball and uh, after the finals ended. But that's it for the show today. Uh, yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure to go check out the family, uh, the Lovecast family of shows, networks. Uh, follow all the socials. They will be in the link tree in the description. Yes, thank sir. you all so much, so much, so much for all the support. Uh, we're we're doing pretty good. We're doing some great numbers, and we're excited yeah. to to keep building this. So, yeah, we're almost at we're we're going for um yeah we're we're at over like a hundred listens in almost uh six different cities across America, which Butsy and I have never been to. So like never been to yeah never been to Statesboro, Georgia. Shout out you guys. I don't I've I don't know one do single know person. I don't, I don't know somebody in Georgia. That's where Georgia Southern is. I don't know where the f- I've never met one person from Statesboro. Shout out Brussels, Belgium. Y'all have been with us from the beginning. Never met anyone from Belgium. Never met Belgium. Shout out to Elkton. That's the Uppercut Boys. Um, they're from that area. Shout them out. Shout out Bedford, New Hampshire. That's our hometown. We're about to hit yeah, seven. Shout out. Shout out the 03110. Hell yeah, dude. We're almost at 700 listens all time there. Um, we're almost at 5,000 listens all time total. So uh, we're ranking. We're t- we're a top chart in uh, Chile for fucking basketball and sports. Uh, That's crazy. We're top 40 on Spotify for MMA. Um, so yeah, shout out all of you guys. Thank you all for listening and doing what you do um yeah we fucking love you and we're just going to keep grinding so be on the lookout for everything appreciate y'all peace peace